Anybody have a good idea? Yep. If you don't get it to me the right way, I'm not going to mess you. 100%. I have to hear it from somebody else that delivers it to me in the right way for me to be like, oh, 100%. nigga, bingo. Now we're going to execute. Again, if it makes sense to me, I'll do it. I've okay. always been like that. So you saying y'all rented, y'all started renting out the, the equipment. Yeah. And then what? And in the downtime, we end up getting drivers. So now we're like, oh, bring this shit back. Now we were making money. We were renting equipment. Okay, so y'all was money. y'all yeah. was making money. Yeah, okay. we're profitable. We we weren't going in our pocket for anything. Okay, but at the end of the day, we knew based off the one truck we had on the road yeah. already, we can make more money if we just put this shit on the road and do what okay, we got. Okay, Because again, when we're renting it, we have to go and sign paperwork and pick it up and drop it off and take. Right. It was so many moving parts. We bought trucks so they across the road in America. We didn't ever want to see the trucks. Yeah. If she calling, it can't come to work. Ghetto. It's the fifth, deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again, pockets hurt. Oh, ghetto. Good idea, now we buying birds. Oh, that's ghetto. Payment mint. Ooh, the ghetto. Say she quit. Ooh, the ghetto. Laid on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Ooh, the ghetto. Invoice in. That ain't ghetto. Money spin. Oh, that's ghetto. Hold on, it's kind of ghetto being a CEO. Welcome back to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast, where we talk about all things giving ghetto, because y'all, listen, being a CEO is very ghetto. It is hard. It is overwhelming. There is so many things that you have to go through. And I think a lot of people don't talk about the real, the good and the bad, right? We see the G-Wagons. We see the the Porsches and all the things, right? But we don't talk about the real. And so today, you are tuned in to an episode of the Monday Meetings where I got my co-host and brother, Cody. Big Cody. These the facts. If you don't think on big coat, that's okay. Actually, I'm trying to stop. Lose anyway, okay. no, you still big. I said I'm trying uh, to. Oh, oh. So why are we starting like this? <laughs> we can't never get through an intro Medium with no comments in. <laughs> hey, bro, if I lose 25 pounds, yeah. I think I'm where I want to be because I'm not tall enough to be skinny. Like, if I was skinny, like, I'm a hoe. Like, niggas gonna hold me. Like, if I'm running around here like a buck 80, niggas gonna yeah. hold me. I mean, niggas hold you now. Right, yeah, but they think all, about it. Like, they, hold on. Can I, like, can I say Can we do your intro? Like, <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> how you so opinionated? You not even, how you hang from outside That's the club? Crazy. You can't even That's get in. Y'all, so we have a special guest on here today because Cody is actually, when this episode airs, Cody's in Costa Rica. Yeah. And you I'm can't mo- really say yeah because you're not here. I'm not here. <laughs> this okay. is an AI. She used my voice. <laughs> Please shut the fuck up. Anyways, we're doing a special episode. Um, Cody has been talking about his failed business, his bankruptcy. Um, Why how you he, say it so hard? Yeah. His failed, like emphasis. It's, right. It failed. But yeah. Tremendously. She's right. She's his right. failed business, his bankruptcy, how he literally squandered his children's inheritance. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so I decided today that... I needed some backup, and we need to figure out, get to the the nitty gritty of why Cody business failed. So, who better to bring on to his business partner <laughs> that also has a failed business? That's also true. <laughs> what up, Jason? Ah, uh, first of all, Cody a bitch, but uh, <laughs> just want to throw that out. Hey, we back, we back. I'm hey, so glad to be here with you guys, Monterey. I've been watching all your stuff on TikTok because Period. I'm broke now. And uh, Cody, hey, good to see you. Glad we're in the same place. Uh, you made it. Can't Ain't no security here. As soon as bankruptcy, we're good. We're good. You can't afford guns. Um, you can't afford guns. It's top that's crazy. five. That's crazy. They definitely took that in the bankruptcy. Absolutely. Did y'all know that they also took Cody guns in the bankruptcy? Bro, they not. Bro, this is not true. <laughs> okay. 
now they took everything. They asked. I'm playing a pussy just to find out. <laughs> we just, we just go find out. Do he got guns or not? Nigga, they didn't take my knife. <laughs> Yo, knife. Yeah, oh I'm just God. gonna hear somebody go. <laughs> he bleeding out, bitch. Help! I'm gonna just shank this nigga on this couch. <laughs> That's perfect. I cannot. So, Jason, welcome to the podcast. Hey, really glad to be here. Cody, what up? How did you and Jason meet? Like, how did this? How did you get to the point where y'all were like, you know what? Cody, yes, Cody, I'm Jason. What's up? And I'm finna ruin your life. Sure, let's ruin your life. Like, how did you that's, that's exactly what he said. Um, <clears throat> Cody, we, it was work. Yeah, so it was, it was actually like, some fuck shit also. Yeah, like, here's the thing how it starts to how it is, okay? Boom. So the company that I used to work for, fuck them. Um, they sent uh, me with the promise Uber. of a promotion to Baltimore, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason was actually looking at a location in Georgia, in Savannah, and they was like, "Nah, you don't need to go to Savannah. What you need to do, do is go to Washington D.C. Right. And while you up there in Washington D.C., you're gonna be a manager, and that's gonna be the path to get to uh, regional because they got rid of like uh, our area director, so the middle position, and. We niggas. I want to like I, y'all know that, but I want to make the world know we First niggas. And, and you know, we what, what is the definition of a nigga? Like, what does um, that mean? A person who's more than capable but happens to work in a white corporation. Okay, okay. I understand. That. So we niggas in that sense. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's the hood nigga, fuck niggas. Like it's one of them on couch. Nah, like it's it's, it's different niggas. Yo, like it's that. all kind of smoking there. Who I we gonna take bets at the end? Who y'all think gonna win? I'm gonna post a picture of Jake. <laughs> this nigga don't got no guns. He don't got no guns. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, anyway, long story short, he got there, (laughs) (laughs) he got there, he got screwed over and he ended up working for me. We were like, uh, peers and he ended up working for me. And the whole time I was convincing this nigga, like, bro, I got you. We going to be straight. (laughs) I was like, once, you know what I'm saying? We going to figure it the fuck out. And I realized that my boss, who was a fuck nigga, he 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 cool outside of work. He was a fuck nigga because he left us up there. Absolutely. He no longer had a territory. He came back to Georgia and left us to die. Indecent. That's how we felt. Yeah. Um, so I was like, hey, I got more power and strings in the A. Yeah. <laughs> you come to my city. Yeah. Like, nigga, we going to be straight. So uh, Jason came down to Atlanta when I moved back to Atlanta. We switched companies, switched jobs, switched careers. And, and we just kept doing shit till we got to where we are today. True. So, Okay. You moved Jason to Atlanta. I, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. That sounds crazy. That's wild. That that's sounds wild. crazy. That's wild. You that flew him crazy. out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That is not how it You flew him and his family That's out. not how it uh, He only had a wife at the time. Okay, okay. And his mama wasn't staying with him. Okay. I'm putting your business this out there. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot the of people in that apartment. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no apartment. Uh, <laughs> in the house. Get the business out the street. Let's do that first. Okay, okay. Let's do that first. Okay. So, all right, y'all moved to Atlanta. I remember me and Jason, um, Cinco de Mayo, right? And all I could think was, damn, that nigga can move. Hey, hey, can I just, if you want to see the biggest agile nigga in this side of Atlanta, I'll put big, you remember the split? Yeah, I remember the split. Can we get off of this? Like, what are we doing right now? (laughs) It's remarkable. We came here to talk about bankruptcy. How I came. But okay, so we met Jason. He did splits. He got drunk with us. He gave us shots. He was amazing. So how did you get to the point of y'all ruining each other's lives? (laughs) So because I remember the couple. Let me tell y'all. This this is the point that I knew that it was all going down here. We were at Cody's house, and y'all know I talk about entrepreneurship. I'm knee deep in it at this point, right? 
And I'm telling them, I'm like, okay, so y'all are partners. Somebody got to be, like, y'all got to establish our roles. Somebody got to be the CEO. Somebody got to be the CEO. Like, somebody, y'all got to know what each other's going to do. And Jason was like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. I ain't getting that seat. See, this is what y'all trying to do <laughs> for me. I ain't going to do none of that. Because we ain't trying to be in that seat. Then Cody was like, yeah, so basically they thought they was going to start a business and not do shit. So, so that's not fully true. What? That is exactly I mean, what no, you're saying. No, she's not that far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, no. It's really close. It's really close to my it, position. It, 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 it was kind of something like that. And then y'all said y'all wasn't going to be me. That was what we said. Now, that's exactly but, what but we said. But in addition to that, you was like, because Jason was hopping around the house, and he's like, I'm hopping out the seat. Yeah. I ain't getting in the seat. Yeah, you yeah. can't put but, me in the but seat. It, no, no, it wasn't that we didn't want to be COOs or CEOs. Okay. We didn't want to date. see. You ain't a regular CEO because you always do. Like, you got 15 jobs in your job. Like, in your company, you do so much. You're not just a CEO. That's Real CEOs just show up to, like, board meetings, shut down niggas' dreams and aspirations, <laughs> and when it's time to But interview. you have to. So, I would like to make it clear that I want all people to understand that you have to go through the CEO, COO. You got to be all the positions until you can afford. Y'all couldn't afford a pot to piss in. Well, First of all. Yeah, hold on, Big Juice. Oh, okay, Don't let talk to you like okay, that. Okay, because PPP was going to. Yeah, no, hold on. Hey, uh, bitch, bitch, bitch. Wait. 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 We was just kidding. We, we ain't going to tell them the whole. Okay. Nigga. Okay. <laughs> okay, I thought there was. My bankruptcy yeah, ain't finalized. That's crazy. So let's go. Let, let's down. go back to the beginning. Okay, okay. The beginning of the business. Okay. So Jason had been telling me for years since I met him. Hey, my family is in the trucking. Nigga, trucking might be the play. We need to do it. And I'm like, ah, I'm good at that time. Yes, so I was like, I'm gonna do this. You said we. Let me tell the story. Oh, correct, sorry, just sorry. correct me. Okay, okay, go, go, go. All right. You, you was talking about so the truck. Cody hopped in this. You wasn't You really cannot tell the story. Okay. Can I tell the story? So I'm like, he telling me about it. And I'm like, cool. At that time, point in time, it's like the furthest thing from my mind. I'm having my first kid. I'm trying to get promoted. It ain't something I'm really thinking about doing. During this time, my dad calling me the same shit Jason on. She don't finna start a motherfucking truck up. Nigga, they make nine, they make nine thousand dollars a week. I'm like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> shit, pops. Let's go, nigga, go get a truck. You know, whatever you need from me, I got you. So I'm telling Jason about it. And uh y'all remember COVID, it feel like it was twenty years ago, but that was your three years ago. Four years ago. So COVID happens and what happened to me, like what happened to everybody else? I w- hold on, right before you get in there. Yeah. I need to get one quick disclaimer. Yeah. If y'all hear me smack you, <laughs> I am eating. Yes, Lord. Uh, are, is there, are there potatoes involved? It's definitely for a try. <laughs> <laughs> a woman of her word. <laughs> she going to stand on it. Big step. Contrary. Look, <laughs> please put that on a shirt. I will pay. I will buy that shirt for me and my family. <laughs> Please put that on the shirt. Go ahead. Anyway, COVID. So, so COVID happened, and like everybody else in the world, nigga, I don't got no job. At that time, my daddy hip popped out of place, y'all. My, you fucking laughing, you wrong. Stop laughing. Double Stop point. laughing. This ain't for y'all. This for the audience. My, yeah, his hip popped out of place. The nigga hip came. Shut up. So his hip came out of place, and um, he wasn't driving a truck, mm-hmm. so he couldn't make no money. And I had start paying the truck notes. So I at that time go to Jason, and I'm like, yo. I'm already paying this truck note every month. I'm not making any money from it. 
help me understand what we can do. Now, here's why I went to Jason. Because understanding people's strengths and weaknesses. What Jason does a good job of is gathering information and reporting it back. If you tell that nigga, hey, we finna go uh, uh, discover a new land, that nigga gonna buy 50 books by Christopher Columbus and 17 courses. So and, so does AI. So what qualifies We didn't have him? AI back then. Okay. See, damn, bro. Like, pow, pow, pow. Like, I'm trying. You shooting the shit. We ain't had AI Jason back in the put game. his glasses on. He finna tell like, some shit. Oh, this Jason X. <laughs> 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 nigga here like Malcolm X. This is Jason X. First of all, Jive Turkey. I want to... <laughs> Anyway, so um, so I'm like, yo, he was like, hey, I heard about this. It was a uh, hood niggas, no hood estates, hood estates, hood estates. Shout out to hood estates. N- fuck hood estates. No, don't shut fuck hood estates. But again, we're gonna get into it. Okay, just so I'm clear, that right there, yeah, that fuck hood estates. Yeah, that's how we broke. But go ahead, that's not how we broke. <laughs> that's how we broke. Go Bro, ahead. That old no, no, girl, no, no, we fucked her life up with her truck. She was in hood estates. Yeah, all right, separate corners, separate corners. Okay, okay. So anyway. So Jason does, of course, he comes back to me and like, nigga, this is the synopsis. He gave me the cliff notes. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, bet. i call you tomorrow. Nigga call me back tomorrow. I got an LLC establishment. Facts. We went and did a bank account. We went and got the ELDs. Everything that they said we needed to do. What the fuck is an ELD? It's an electronic logging device for trucks. We like everything that that course, he gave me the cliff notes. I went and executed. That's my strength. That's true. Now, what I lack is preparation. True. I'm not going to prepare. But I'm always ready to pivot. So it's kind of like I pair. I think of an idea and already four ways to get out of it if it fuck up. Okay. I'm in it, right? So we got one truck. And at the time, it's my daddy truck, and we and we didn't have a driver because my daddy couldn't drive. And that was just here's the thing: if somebody, if you ever, for anybody who's thinking about getting in trucking, don't. That's first. Second thing: if you don't listen to me and do, if somebody <laughs> tell you, "Oh, I got a driver," such as don't yeah, fuck nah, with it. No, nah. the first driver, I don't even remember that nigga name. Dante. No, he wasn't the first one. It was another nigga, uh, what you call a homeboy oh, who we were renting a trailer yeah, from? That nigga. Them Mississippi niggas mm-hmm. always ruin my life. Like, Boy, there's not one nigga from Mississippi damn, Coach. that I know to this day that didn't fuck up my life or something. I'm from Dre, Memphis, so Josh, this is a- like, I think like, just mad niggas <laughs> from Mississippi. Dre gonna come on here and drop a diss record. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's actually gonna be a thing. Um, so anyway, um, so we, we, we hire a driver and we figure all this shit out and it wasn't unprofitable because we didn't have no stake in the game. Okay. Our only expense at that time was the truck note. So everything else outside of that was profit. So uh, they told us to go get a 3PL, um, not third party in the sense of like how you do it with shipping. But yeah, yeah kind of like that, logistics company. So right. okay. they had everything, we just paid them. And the first year wasn't bad. Like we weren't making no killer money, but mm-hmm. like it was supposed to be no touch, hands off. And with one truck, we like, nigga, oh shit, that go. You know, an extra $1,500 a month to split. That's $750. We ain't yes. doing shit. Fuck. Yes. Okay. Let's increase this. Now, here's the thing about me. <laughs> Please. There's no thing, such thing as moderation. No. Say it again. No. Moderation. Say it again. No, no moderation. No, the niggas no, no, need no. to hear this. Yeah, yeah. You, if you tell <laughs> me we can go get some paper, yeah. let's go get some paper. Now, okay. I told Jason straight up. I said, hey, Big Jew. That's what I call him, Big Jew. He get them whole wet. I said, hey, Big Jew. That's crazy. This is wild. Uh, did what I'm going to do, bro. I had just got my house. My credit score at that time was like a 785. And I had $40,000 in paid off credit cards and line of credit. Like, no debt. The only thing I owed money was you. That was $300. You still never getting it back. Don't ask. And I'm like, all right, bet. You owe more than that now. Quit living in the future and the past. We back in 2019, 2020. So, anyway, I'm like, hey. I'm finna dumb out. Like, nigga, I I got, I I, I took some strategies. I'm finna go get as many trucks 
as we can. Like, I'm managing as many trucks as we can buy. Nigga, I'm going to get them. I got the credit. I got the buying power. We finna go jump in the shit. And we had came up on some uh, additional money. Y'all mind y'all business. We just had some extra money. Mm-hmm. So we go and yeah, get the all these motherfucking trucks. We, we in the street. We out here. So how many trucks at this point do you have? Four. Okay, so, okay, pause, Cody. So we four trucks in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J- Jason. Yeah. How do you feel at this moment? Like, what are the thoughts and the bedroom conversations that you having with your wife? Like, are you yeah. like this nigga fucking crazy? Like, how you how you feeling? Yeah, the short answer. Yeah, the short answer. I think I was pretty. I was game. I was game at that point because okay. we, to Cody point, we were profitable with one. Okay. And so the plan was always to get profitable with one and then scale. So scaling happened, but I didn't anticipate it happening that fast. And we were the the Real plan was scale with reserve, and mm. we thought we had a plan for reserve that fell through. So we, that that was yeah that went to hell fast. So so that that was failure point number that one. That's failure point number we one. We moved without the reserves. Okay. No reserves. Happened. So all right. So your thought process was like, okay, we can't scale. I'm okay because with that. I'm okay. because we got the reserves coming. We know for a fact. Let's get everything set up. The funding is going to drop. Okay. Boom, we're good. So, so what made you say, okay, even though the money wasn't in the account? Well, that's just it. I actually, the did. reserves. So I didn't. I went to sleep Thursday and woke up Saturday and James had four trucks. <laughs> is that how that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it w- he was like, "Hey, I'm with it. We can scale." The accountant saying the money coming. Yep. He gave us his word, like the money gonna be there. I ain't nigga bet. I'm finna go do what I do. I execute. Mm, so Jason trusted me to go. And again, we didn't know what the number was. I okay. said I'm going to get trucks. That was yeah. plural. True. So I could have came back one with one, and you would have been like, "Bet." It could have been ten. Bet. However many trucks I can go figure out how to get in this 48 hours. So you were okay with in 48 hours him coming back with as many trucks as possible. Uh, or y'all just didn't clarify. You just was like, I'm going to trust that he make the right decision. Exactly. Okay, That's cool. Exactly so right. Saturday, he comes back, four trucks. How do you feel at this point? I was good because the plan for reserves. Reserves was happening. Not exactly. That was happening. Okay, so cool. Like, okay, we good. But we got, you know. All right, so the reserves is coming. It's loading. Cody, now what happens? So now once you got the trucks, obviously with the course, they tell us you got to go get drivers. So we had already sourced one driver from this uh, recruiting agency. So I'm like, let's just go throw some money to this nigga for, you know, multiple drivers. Like we up, let's do it. And um, that nigga, oh, he's such a hoe. He, he, Boy, yeah, he never gave, thank us, you, he never please, gave us our money back. He need to run. His name Felix. He need to run I don't know his last right name. Now. His name Felix. He I in Houston. And if he a recruit Felix. agency, that nigga stole, he owed me $3,000. Anyway, so he ended up, uh, all right, so all we doing is waiting for all systems to be go. The company that we were running through is saying, hey, we going to take all the trucks y'all got, get us some drivers. The first hurdle that we ran into is we some niggas. Now, the first niggas we was, that was in a corporate sense as we're working <laughs> for it. Now we some niggas like in the world of trucking, when white people got the power and you come and request and trying to work, they going to try to get out on you. So every driver we brought to them, and there were damn good drivers, people with clean rec- They kept finding shit not to take them. It's true. But every time the recruiting agency would give us a white boy, they'll take the white boy in a heartbeat. With, with half the qualifications, if that. It would be like a quarter of the qualifications as the black dude with the lock, dreadlocks. But the white boy, they're like, yeah, no, he looks great. He sounds great. Talk to him. Let's get him. Yeah. 
And sometimes them niggas wouldn't even be qualified. But no, they were just white. There wasn't. It was just so white. So y'all experienced some racism and some hurdles. Absolutely. Um, that you guys couldn't find drivers. I mean, I even sent you guys a driver. And we can talk about how that worked out, too, if you want to. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. So, moving past. Did y'all ever find drivers? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, again, we had to pivot. And because we, what was y'all doing with the trucks? We was renting all that Good shit question. out. question. Everything was for rent. Yeah, like, oh, you, you, we was renting the trucks. We was renting the trailers. Okay. Nigga, we was, Can but, we talk about that? Because there, there was a, I think there was an important piece for that, that to happen to. Like, we, <laughs> there was a blow up that happened before we started renting shit. It was like, the blow up was drivers. Because remember, we paid the money, like, okay, they're going to give us the drivers correct. that we need. Okay. And correct. after 30 days, we sitting here like, okay, shit, the truck note's coming up. You know, we ain't made <laughs> fucking money. Right. And I'm, I'm, I remember I was sitting there telling Jay, and, and so, so this, this often happens, right? Yes. He will have a good idea. Yep. Okay. But if you don't, anybody have a good idea. Yep. If you don't get it to me the right way, I'm not going to mess you. 100%. I have to hear it from somebody else that, Delivers it to me in the right way for me to be like, oh, 100%. nigga, bingo. Now we're going to execute. Again, if it makes sense to me, I'll do it. I've okay. always been like this. So you saying y'all rented, y'all started renting out the, the equipment. Yeah. And then what? And in the downtime, we end up getting drivers. So now we're like, oh, bring this shit back. Now we were making money. We were renting equipment. Okay, so y'all was, yeah. was making money. Yeah, okay. we profited. We, we weren't going in our pocket for anything. Okay. But at the end of the day, we knew, based off the one truck we had on the road yeah. already, we can make more money if we just put this mm, shit on the road and do what okay, we got. Because, okay. again, when we're renting it, we have to go and sign paperwork and pick it up and drop it off. and take. Right. It was so many moving parts. We bought trucks so they would cross the roads in America. We didn't ever want to see the trucks. Never. So do you feel like there, there was a gap in finding drivers because of diverted focus? Um, I feel like the gap in we didn't have issues finding drivers. Yeah. We had issues finding drivers that these people would take. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like you, both of y'all had jobs, yes. right? Yeah. So like it was only part time focus on it. So do you feel like if you was out of work, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you and you were doing this, that you would have been able to move faster on this goal? Well, y'all got to know I play in people's face all the time, so that job wasn't holding me back, bitch. Okay. I wasn't there no way. <laughs> we, I had plenty of time. Bitch, you work here. That's also true. But <laughs> I had plenty of time. The the issue right. was again our game plan was not to do anything and okay. we had we both had money at the time. Okay. So any problem and inconvenience, we threw money at the problem. Got it. Okay. It's just that the money we were spending was not bringing back any returns. Got it. So then we had to go to like our own pocketbook. Cause then we started asking other people in trucking who were successful. Yeah. Oh, I get my drivers from people I know. Referrals, refer yeah. well, yep. everybody we know ain't shit. My mama recommended something. <laughs> my, my sister recommended something. I nigga, every nigga you recommended somebody, everybody who said I got a driver, I know a person, yeah. hire them, cost me money at some fucking point. Every single nigga. Like every single one. So I got this above me. Huh? This above me. So we ain't even gonna talk about old buddy from Charleston. I had a referral. Oh, oh, like he might have been the worst. Yeah, so it it was super, super like crazy shit like that happened. But again, we roll with the punches because now we're here. So once we identify what the problem is, we try to take the routes to fix it. Right. Okay. Now, what was the routes that y'all took? That's a great question. Well, again, the first pivot was, hey, we're paying this recruiting company, recruiting company ain't making it happen. We're gonna okay. source our own people. Okay. So okay. we did find people. Okay. Right. So eventually, now, yeah. yeah. Eventually, okay. I'll probably say sixty days, sixty to ninety days, we had all the trucks filing on the road. Okay, gotcha. Time. So sixty to ninety days in, all the trucks on the road, y'all three card notes in for each truck. 
Y'all three notes. Well, we two because you remember the first forty five days. You know, okay. you don't make that. So, how yeah. much money at this point do y'all feel like y'all have put in the business? At that point, I'd say we was probably in about sixty. Yeah, because no, I was no, no. Because remember, it's the third month. I was in for thirty already. Yeah, your thirty, my thirty. Yeah, I ain't talking about me paying the truck. I'm saying okay. I'm yeah. talking about the four trucks now. We ain't, this right, ain't no, four yeah. trucks and trucks. Okay. Yeah, so we're we about 60, 60. We're yeah. 60000 dollars in at Correct. this point. Okay. Now what happens? Y'all get the trucks on the road. So the trucks on the road. No and reserves. The reserves, no reserves. Now. But remember, they still pending. They coming. So okay. at this That's point true. in That's our true. business, we still believe we got the number was two hundred thousand. Yes, okay. We 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 believe we had two hundred thousand dollars coming any given day. Okay. So we wasn't really tripping. We like, hey bro, we just gotta make it to the money game. Pay for itself Years until the money, the money get here. So uh, what we identified is the drivers that we got referrals from, them niggas was fucking up. Wow. I mean, Astro, we had a nigga who bust a tire every three days. Every three days on a trailer, he would bust a tire. Now, a, a, a tire for one of them trailers, when you on the road and they got to come out and get your ass off the side of the road, they charging like $400 a pop for the tire. Thanks. So imagine spending that every two days shit getting there late so shippers don't want to pay you and this nigga still expect to get paid his whole paycheck and that's the other thing I immediately identified in trucking I want to interject here there's one thing that I identified at this point as well Cody has a both a resiliency that I hadn't seen before and a loyalty that I always knew he had but I didn't think it's extended to random niggas like niggas that we didn't know nothing to so that, (laughs) that loyalty to like he mentioned the guy Felix um, the recruiter, it was a loyalty to feelings that I couldn't understand because I was ready to go see feelings about that 3000 Like, I was just, it's a small 3000 Yeah, we spent $60,000, but I was still ready to go see Felix <laughs> over $3,000 three months prior to this. So, like, month one, I was already ready to fight. So, when... Is this a compliment? To who? Felix? Cody. Or, it's both. It's like, it's just a characteristic of... You didn't Cody know that, that he just... Because Cody does have a level of resilience to oh, a fault. Oh, yeah. You know what to I'm saying? To a fault, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into we're gonna go into that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna explore Uh, that further. But also, he got a sense of loyalty to even motherfuckers that fuck him up. Absolutely, that's a hundred percent. And I think that's again these are things that I wanted to point out early in the pod because this is going to be a recurring theme. There is loyalty to a fault. There is uh, resiliency that to to a fault. You're just resilient to a fault amongst other things. But you're just hearing it. So when you listen, listen to listen to the story because there are these things that I'm. Figuring out as we go through this three-year journey, but also seeing how these things don't serve us in the business world. Go ahead. So, and and I also stress, my loyalty to strangers is rooted in fear. I want y'all to Mm. hear me say that, right? You a weak-ass nigga? No, no. (laughs) Fear, eat your fries. Fear in the sense of like, okay, if I got a nigga who I don't know, and they have my $70,000 equipment this fucking far, and I can't drive trucks. Mm. So I'm going to make sure this nigga is as happy and as comfortable because I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, So at any given point, I rub you the wrong way. You feel like you give I heard the horror stories of niggas leaving trucks on the side of the road. I heard the horror stories uh, of niggas not being able to recoup their shit, of people like hiding equipment and, and you know what I'm saying you losing X amount of money uh for the shit. So I've seen and heard all of those things. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna make sure niggas straight because I don't want to lose my biggest asset, which at that time was the truck and truck. So anyway now your big asset is your pride. My biggest asset is uh well it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that anyway. no no, no. 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 
That was a bankruptcy joke. Oh, oh. Because you know you get the right to value nah, it. Nah, I thought you were talking about something else. I'm like, Cody, I'd have seen you naked outside on the floor. That's crazy. Anyways. Because that ain't it, ladies. That nigga's about to say his mouth. You know. That ain't it. That's crazy. <laughs> go ahead, go to my bed. Oh right. God. You know my comment used to be bitch, I got money though. What I got? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. You ain't got nothing. Nah. You ain't got your pride no more. Nah. Can't afford it. <laughs> Listen, guys, focus. Point of story. So then um so drivers tearing shit up. Okay. But the bigger over over Argent team is we're seeing is like the black drivers we did get on, the company calling us, they bitching about them, they not giving us no resources to get new drivers. And then we start seeing the money change. Now, mm-hmm. here's another flaw that oh, I identified. Man. We started this during the pandemic. Correct. So the loads were so massive because there was so much money in the economy. Right. Niggas paying hand over fish just to get shit moved. Okay. So while that one truck was so profitable to that led us into this economy, mm-hmm. right? We're sitting here saying, oh, we're just going to keep replicating this. Yeah. Well, the money started changing. And now I'm looking at Jason like, hey, yo, my G, uh, they're not sending over-rate cons to the driver. Right. Uh, they're they're not giving them the best loads. They're talking to these niggas like they're crazy. I'm running the numbers and doing the math. I think we should start our own authority. Because based upon what I'm looking at, what the numbers saying, I'm saying, because at that point, we still not making money. We're, okay. we're just breaking even at this point. Okay. Not in the red, not in the green. We just surviving because we still waiting on our, our money. Yeah. So now I'm getting nervous. And I want to know, like, from a business standpoint, this is just the, is it bad to just float? You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we feel like, you know, it's so, it's, it's such a rush to get profitable and make money and have money hands over foot. But is it bad to just float? Uh, let me jump in. No, I think there are two ways to look at it, right? Like it's there's cause there's ROI that I have to, that I'm considering. So right. I'm not, I'm not a CEO, CEO, CFO, CFO yeah. but I'm definitely considering the return of my investment. I put 30,000 in thus far. Damn. I want to see three back in right. this first, you know, whatever amount of time. Like but I'm just saying, you know, when we think about a grand scheme of things, because yeah. sometimes when we look at business, it's like, oh, I got to see my ROI in the first 90 days right. or even the first year. Right. But we're talking about a business that we was planning to have for 10 years, 20 right. years. Why is we rushing? Well, right. I think it's, on, it's only bad to float if that's your only source of income. So that's when float. But that wasn't your only source of no, income. No, no, no. I'm saying, but just to answer your question. Oh, so if yeah. you, Now, if, if it's not my only source of income and I'm building a business, Floating right. is fine. You yeah. gotta float. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just I'm just asking from a standpoint of just playing devil advocate from the standpoint of like I had we gotta see profit. Like let's let's try something new. Let's do build our own authority. Let's, you know, figure out a whole new thing. Let's mm-hmm. just float for us. And I think that the part two of it was simultaneously while we're floating, niggas is getting rich doing yeah. this exact same business. Yeah. And exactly. I mean People dumber than us, broken than us, way less smarter, way less credit, way less money. Like it just didn't make sense how we two again sex, uh, successful in our own industries and in our, in our own. No, not successful in our own rights mm-hmm. and in business currently. So we both were responsible for managing these other people's businesses right. or multiple branches of their business. 
and we were doing that at the high or at some of the highest levels. So it's like, right. And we got credit and we got cash. So why no. y'all can't? Why? Exactly. Why I can't how, have what? How, I can, how can't yeah. I do this when I'm literally watching my and I'm dead serious? My literal young ten year younger cousin mm-hmm. bring home eight thousand dollars a month. Show me a Bitcoin wallet with two hundred fifty thousand dollars in it. So doing the same thing that I'm trying to do. Right. And I'm like, bro, I know. Like my it gotta be some. Yeah. Have always been better. Like okay. my <laughs> money has always been longer, and my credit has always been better. There's no way I can't. Do what he's doing. This is a good lesson for entrepreneurs. So we're gonna talk about the lessons at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So y'all went in, and y'all now we t- start on authority. On authority. So that means that you're taking on more responsibility to yes. hopefully get more profit. I want to jump in right here. Yeah, just so I'm clear, I was against this move. I want to state that. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can why? I- why were you against it? Sure, the plan had always because I'd been saying at you, you want to try to get in the seat. Thank you. <laughs> I was just about to say from the very beginning, yeah. I had one. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Cause that I was willing to live or die by. I cannot get. I will not work two jobs. I just never done it. That's why I work jobs that pay commission because you get paid twice, but you work once. Like I'm not. Working two jobs. And even if that is starting a business, I'm not giving myself another job. That's crazy mm-hmm. to me. So the idea of getting your own authority automatically means we're taking out the 3PL, a third-party logistics company, that was doing all of the, or doing the vast majority of the jobs okay. that I personally was not trying to do. Okay. All right, so let me jump in there. So here's the thing. Jason wasn't trying to get another job. Mm-hmm. I already had another job. When so, yeah, because when there was a problem with a the driver, they called me. When the 3PA had a problem, they called me. When yeah. something was needed to be done, everybody was calling me because okay. everything is in my name. So everybody's reaching out to me. So I already have a job. So at that point, I got Jason saying, hey, we need to make some money. Mm-hmm. I hear this nigga because at this point now it's about December. We about 40 bands a piece in, about mm-hmm. 40. So I'm, he, I'm hearing him telling me like, my wife talking to me crazy. And like, nigga, we need to start making, we need to see something. Yeah. And I'm looking at the numbers from 3PL. I'm like, okay, we're not going to make no money here. Right. Jason tells me he got some cousins. Okay. Who, what they do is dispatching and so on and so forth. So we don't move everything over immediately. Okay. We do it gradually. So we're like, all right, we're going to put one truck over here. We're going to keep a couple trucks on the 3PL. And we just going to kind of see how it go. And we were more profitable with the cousins. Okay. So at this point, Janeway rolled around. Uh, we like, you know, we were doing hot shot trucking and 18 wheelers. Mm-hmm. The 18 wheeler was the last thing we pulled. Okay. So I'm like, let's pull the 18 wheeler over here. Okay. We pulled the 18 wheeler over, and within 10 days mm-hmm. of it being over, <laughs> the bitch breaks down. Now, it, it had been running a whole year before that with no, pro- we didn't put no money into this truck size oil change and, and change the tires. Like, okay. It was not costing us anything. And within 10 days, this bitch goes down. So now we got a whole nother problem. Now you got. And at this point, the reserves have still not. Been no. And that's, what, and I'll let me be clear. That was the last straw for the authority. Cause we found out in December that they wouldn't come in. Yeah. And now we got all this equipment and shit. And now we're like, we can't afford for it not to make money gotcha. because we still got to pay for it. Okay. Now at that time, we started looking at like, okay, what does it look like to give shit back? 
Okay. What right. does it look like to get out of this? Correct. But the market again, COVID had went so bad. Trucks that I had paid fifty, sixty thousand dollars for, they was like, "Oh, you can get thirty eight for." Yep. So I'm, I got to pay twenty two right now to get out of this. Yeah. So now you're like, okay, fuck it. We got to pivot. We got to look at something else to do. So okay. now we're. In Is this the- how you feel, Jason? Uh, yes and no. So I had two. Yeah, I had two thoughts. Just to James's point, that's actually Dakota's point. That's exactly what we were saying. I'm saying, hey, on one hand, we can take a. $12,000 loss per truck, which would have been, you know, somewhere around forty, $48,000. Mm-hmm. We can take this $10,000, $12,000 loss, but I'm also like, Cody, listen, we were renting these trailers making, you know, something like five bands a month, and we was doing that part-time. Like, we wasn't renting all the trailers. We didn't mass blast the damn, uh, you know, no, no advertising. It's literally just me on Facebook posting, hey, I got a trailer for rent. Hit me up. And I was the cheapest nigga in town, so everybody was renting our trail. So I'm like, hey, we got this thing over here that also can work. We still already bought the equipment, and the trailers was the cheapest thing we owned. So mm-hmm. if we get rid of these trucks, yes, we can still we can beat off this 50 grand with this six bands a month okay. if we rev. So if we rev up, and then also my part two was um, by getting away from uh, by getting going into that authority. We're also taking on expense because that's what I also had heard. I had all heard the entire time that, hey, trucking is expensive, especially when you get your own authority. We weren't too concerned about that because we actually had money. So, like, most truckers that get in just buy a truck and think they're going to make it happen, and they don't have the cash behind them. We didn't have reserves, but we had enough money to put together a thing. So, like, we, to put together an authority, but everyone who tells you to get in trucking and get your own authority knows, hey, this is more expensive than doing it any other way, but it's supposed to be more profitable also. So, yes, I was on one hand, I was like, I still don't like the idea of authority. We need to stay with the plan because the hood estate said we get $1,000 a week. If we get an 18-wheel lift. Now, we, we never up. saw this $1,000 a week. We saw $800 a week with a hot shot. So, yeah, I knew, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. knew yeah, yeah, if yeah, that's we true. went to... Big trucks, if we went to 18-wheelers yes. and stuck with the Hood Estates plan. But my thing is, so, look, it, it, I got two thoughts here. That's why it's good to have both people here, Agreed. right? Agreed. So when he's talking about, like, renting out the trailers, yes. A, that was a whole nother job. B, crazy shit started happening with the trailers. Like, we had niggas, like, not bringing it back the day they supposed to bring it back. We had niggas hitting shit. We had niggas at the trailer yard calling uh, the, the security guards and the owner of the trailer card, you wide back, sure. double neck, triple body bitch. Like, and, and she pulled a gun on them. Like, we had shit like oh, yeah, this happening. So true, it, true. that became a real headache. And it was like, hey, we didn't buy them for this. We bought them to have them on the road making us passive income. And now we're working for it. So that did become a thing, which was the biggest, like, there was more... Um, risk involved in renting it out like that. We got uh, police officers calling in the middle of the night. Hey, this guy says he has uh, the owner of this trailer, but he's swerving. Is he drunk? And, like all kinds of crazy shit start happening. Mm. So it's like, all right, we need to get away from this. So that's that was my biggest thing of saying, hey, they're supposed to go out on the road and do what they're supposed to do. The second thing is with the whole third party logistics company, these niggas was taking twenty percent off the top. Absolutely. So before I made a dollar. Gross. They were taking twenty percent off the gross. Then they was charging insurance. Then they was charging um, dispatcher fees. Then they was charging a fuel. Then they was paying me. So like you got to look. There was weeks where like these our five four trucks. These niggas profit is forty three hundred, and me and this nigga together made three hundred twenty dollars. So we like okay, this, this shit's crazy. 
Okay, so y'all decided. Our, well, you decided. <laughs> Co- yeah. Cody, um, Cody decided that y'all was gonna move to the authority, and then you started running that piece of the business. So Jason had cousins that he told me correct. were gonna okay. be good, and they was gonna do everything. So we gave the cousins money. Right. Sorry, right. Okay. Oh, then the truck breakdown. That's correct. And then and, what happened? I'm sorry. I was about to say it's really important also to realize. Remember, Jason has loyalty only to success. So that, was, so I just want to throw that out there. So yes, I had these cousins, but if these cousins get to fucking up, just know I'm ready to hand niggas pink slips. I'm I have no problem cutting people and say, "Hey, bro, this ain't working. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great day." And, and that's cool. Here's my thing. And well, I guess that's uh, my biggest lesson is at the end. So I'm gonna say my big lesson. But all this is building into my big lesson. Okay. So then I'm sitting here and I'm like, "All right, well, the trucks broke down, so now we're spending money. So now we're going into like." real business borrowing you have to keep in mind i'm in still like beat my chest fight to the death mode right like nigga my my credit is tied to this all this shit is in my name i'm still making money at my job so it's like i man i'm not i can't i can't have no fucking repo on my shit like i'm still at that pride level like no nigga like we here so we gonna make it work so now we're gonna we gonna start borrowing money and The first loan we took was god awful. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, I think, shit. It made we probably got like ten grand. Had to pay back thirteen five, and it was like over three hundred dollars a day. Okay. And every lender was saying the same thing. Like trucking is so volatile. It's the and like it's so crazy. You got so many people telling you get out this, don't do this. We don't want to give y'all money because we know it don't work. And I'm just sitting here like I'm different, nigga. I got it. And and, and so we're doing all these cra- crazy things to kind of like start the business and getting it getting it going and getting it running how we want to run. So we finally get the truck fixed, and then a um, couple weeks later, break down again. Fix it, couple weeks. So we're not making money. We just basically struggling to pay the driver. Yep. We ended up. Uh, I say, hey, listen, we need to get rid of the smaller trucks. We know we're making more money on the eighteen wheelers. Yep. We need an eighteen wheeler that can run, so we don't have this problem. We got a good driver. The rates good. We got good dispatchers. Let's go get a better piece of equipment. That's what we need to do. Meanwhile, while we're trying to um, get a better piece of equipment, I go get another loan to fix. The the eighteen wheeler that we had. God damn. So we put twenty bands into fixing it. Like mm-hmm. this bitch should be roll ready. It should run. It should have no problems. Cause the dispatch is telling us, well, y'all be making more money if y'all had more reliable equipment. Y'all be sure. making. So we like, I right, bitch, you know what? It ain't your fault. We gonna go get more trucks. That's gonna work and run the right right way. That's what we gonna do. And then all this gonna be fixed. So we go get another truck. Okay. At this point, Jason. What the fuck? Speak up. That's a great question. I'm so glad you... Thank you for bringing me back in. Yeah, no, like, at this point, I'm saying two things. I got two made, two big thoughts in my head. The first of which is, hey, our numbers don't look good on even on paper. And that's, a to, to me, a telltale sign that your business is trash. If your numbers ain't making sense on paper, then practically, this shit is... It needs... You need to revamp. We need to stop here, revamp, because on paper, we still in the red. Like, it, if you can't... Show me ten thousand dollars a month. If you can't show me five, how you're how you're profitable five thousand on paper, then I know practically there's no way for us to dig ourselves out of the hole because we can't even write down a plan to make sense of it. Now, uh, the dispatchers were informing Cody about the woes and uh, ebbs and flows of the business and how if they did this or if we did this, this would 
make more sense. Now, what I didn't know was that, I w- again, I wasn't privy to those conversations because I wasn't in. I'm doing my job at my actual nine to five. And what I wasn't privy to is that Cody wasn't putting this on paper in at that time either. And he wasn't like looking at it and saying, okay, well, let's actually talk to these dispatchers on paper. They're saying we can get these loads that can route these, uh, that can run these routes with this type of truck and our note plus the loads would actually profit us blank. So at this point, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm listening to Cody and dispatcher say, yeah, this is what we need to do. I'm Nobody's putting anything on paper, no pen to pad. All we have is the advice of these uh, dispatchers, family members of mine, <laughs> these dispatchers, and Cody, who's listening to these people along with, uh, I guess, a team of people and or Instagram that are informing these decisions. So this isn't uh, sound business wisdom or counsel that we're getting, that we're taking at this point. So now y'all on two separate ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. Cody is knee deep. Like I got to fix this. Cause this on my credit, I'm going down with a fight. I'm a swinging all the things. And mm-hmm. Jason is like, let's pause. Let's stop. This don't make sense. Right. right? Correct. How is this affecting now your partnership, your friendship? Like, what does this look like? How are y'all having these conversations? This is a great or are y'all like, being men and just not talking about it. Yeah, I think we was being men and not talking about it to a degree. But the conversations we were having were so stressful because I think what we also realized Jason, that both, where was you trying to go? With me? Nigga, sit up. I mean, I'm, I told you this is trash. Like I, I said from the get go, I can't sit here. I told y'all this. I'm laying down now. Like I'm, I'm frogged out. I'm, okay, like, I'm on my back. Um, the <laughs> I was saying from the get go that hey, uh, damn, you've been. I'm sorry, where, I'm so where sorry. Was I? Like you was exited. I was. Damn, I was about to spit some shit. You said all right, so I said, was y'all being <laughs> oh, men and that's not right, talking? Right, yeah, right. yeah. We both we're being men and not talking about it. But both, what I realized, both of us didn't handle the stress well, especially the stress of not having money. Because not like popping my shit, but like but between the two of us, we had money for a good amount of time. Like we yeah. had, we hadn't been broke in years. Yeah. So like. To get to a level where money was stressful, that was frustrating in a way that I couldn't anticipate being frustrated. Like, I'd never imagine I would be as running at a low-grade six, like just waking up in the morning at a six because I don't like the way that my money is being played with. Like, I don't yeah. like the way that shit's going. So, yeah, I'm I'm running at a five, but I'm also the the frustration for me that wasn't being communicated is like, Cody, we got to put this on paper. Like we got to put this shit on paper. We, we need to figure out. So y'all we didn't have, have but y'all wasn't having those conversations. We weren't. No, you we wasn't were, saying like, hey, we y'all. Were. I'm going to disagree. Yeah, we okay. were. Okay. I, I disagree with everything you just said in that last little okay. Everything. Everything. Well, go. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, go ahead. So my biggest thing is, and, and Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Go I talk about my feelings because I'm the first thing I'm gonna call you. Like, hey, you a bitch, and he's like, "Damn, Nicole, I'm a bitch." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I, t- I bitch." I'm like, "Cause you done." So I, I was always there. At this okay. point, though, I'm not fucked up. Yeah, money wise. Uh, money wise. Okay. Right. I'm. I'm not fucked up. No. Yeah. And also, I am always because this is all I'm thinking about. Cause fuck that job, right? Mm-hmm. This is all I'm thinking about. So I'm always trying yeah. to figure out ways to have more money coming in. Right. The play to get the other truck didn't cost us anything. We went and got an investor to buy a truck. That's true. And I, because our problem was equipment. So we go and he go buy this truck. We sign a lease agreement. We're going to pay you $1,000 a week based upon when it's on the road. Woo, 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 woo. And that truck broke down within four days. 
the truck they bought. Oh, yes. So true. Now oh, you so talk true. about putting eight thousand dollars on insurance to bring the truck onto your authority, mm-hmm. yeah. and it don't even make you two thousand dollars for a breakdown. Right. But now it's on your authority. You got to pay the note. Yeah. You can't just take it off because trucking don't work like that. With your personal insurance, you can take that bitch off and park it. Yeah. If it's a commercial vehicle, it has to have insurance on it at all times. Mm. So you stuck with this bill regardless. Okay. And now it's tied to my other truck. So I have to pay it if I want to keep the other truck running. Right. So now we're sitting here and it, it breaks down. I think we spent like $3,400. Like, all right, ooh, okay. okay, we good, we good. But that's straight. This bitch finna go. We know it's finna go. And you the only one that keep feeling like it's that, finna go. Yeah. It was fixed. It was fixed. When we paid the thirty four hundred dollars, it was fixed air quotes. Right, air quotes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's finna go. It's cause in our mind a nigga just paid fifty two thousand dollars for the truck. I know this bitch straight. Like right. I know. Okay. And so now now where we like how did we get to the point of the because you gotta you gotta answer that relationship. Yeah, but. like how did we get to the point of like what what are you feeling? Like what's the Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to solve. Like I don't have you, to, uh, so now you just yeah. solving for why. Like yeah. I just I'm trying to solve yeah. all the problems. Yeah. Okay. All I can do is say, hey, this is, and, and that's how I am. You know, like, I, again, I told you, I don't prepare. I see a problem. I address the problem. Once said problem is addressed, yeah. and I see another problem, I, that's what I pivot to. So all I focus on is how can I fix my next problem? How can I fix I my I want to jump issue? in right there. I'm sorry. Yeah, that I also found out during the, this three-year journey that Cody is absolutely, I mean, I'll say it to this day, masterful at pivoting i've literally never met anyone and i mean this professionally outside of work in school i've never met anyone who can take information process find action steps and pivot as quickly as cody has done and that was both at our nine to five and in business what i did not know was that he does need processing time Mm -hmm. so that he can map out his place so you saying you you need to give him processing time? Like you need to work like needs recommend. It. He needs it. No, okay, he okay, needs okay. processing time. Meaning okay. when if he had time, like in our regular job, if some shit was going wrong at work, we he could stop, say, okay, we'll pull this person out, send them home for two days, yeah. bring them back, and now let's fix the problem. Well, he had two days right, to, to figure to, it to out. Scheme and, but to scheme. in entrepreneurship should be moving so back fast to back that, to back to yeah. back and that eventually started whooping his ass right around this point okay. in the story. So, like, Cody, right is this how you, did you feel like, did you feel, I know there was a sense of, like, ownership. Like, okay, one, this shit on my credit, like, right. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But did you feel like at this point, like, I got to figure this out. Like, I'm too deep. So, at this point, I don't even feel too deep yet. Okay. At this point, I feel like, hey, we right around the corner. And I, I, like, I'm an optimist. Mm, I can be it. Yeah. So I keep looking at it. Like, oh, if we just fix this, we good. Hey, I got yeah. you. Like, nigga, quit stressing. We gonna, I know right. your wife pregnant. Nigga, fuck all that. We gonna, the baby good. We good. Nigga, like, let's just keep going. I got yeah. it. So all I'm always doing is like, and I'm asking just the people around me, don't give me no extra stress. Like, I know you, I know you frustrated. I know you stressed. I'm telling the drivers, like, I know you need money. Yeah. Y'all just rock with me. I'm doing everything in my power. I promise you. And now, but now we are getting to a point where I'm now taking my, First, it was like, hey, my extra money to pay bills. Yeah. Now I'm taking my bill money to make sure other people eat because now I'm responsible for other people. Right. So if the truck break down, but I got a driver on payroll, he can't go home and tell his kids or his wife, oh, eat this uh, uh, bad tire because, yeah. you know, I ain't make no money because the truck. Like, ain't nobody trying to hit it. Niggas got right. like kids. So right. now it's like, okay, I'm, all right, well, I'm not going to pay 
the car note this month because okay. I need to pay uh, John John. I like to yeah. jump in right I'm there. I'm not going to pay this this month because I want to make. But once this truck is fixed, I know we're going to make money. So, Jason, were you making those same sacrifices on your end? Not the same. I think he, uh, there are two things that are going on. Because, God, I'm, thinking, I'm glad we're telling the story together. Thank you. I'm, you're right. I'm glad that both people are here. The communication breakdown that stopped happening right around this point was twofold. Uh, and I had heard this uh, from an inside source, Nicole, but um, <laughs> that, hey, Cody keeps all money things Nicole very- Nicole is Cody's wife, by the way. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> he, he, keep, he keeps all money things tight to the chest. Okay. And so if you can't see it, you can't be worried. And if you're not worried, then you don't need to pivot. So- I don't and now I'm hearing that Are you saying that is she you saying that she was advising that because he wasn't expressing it or talking about it, he was figuring it out on his own, so you shouldn't be worried about it? No, I'm oh. saying she had already said, uh on several occasions, like for over the years of our friendship to mm-hmm. this point, she had been saying, Hey, yeah, I don't know what's going on in our household. And then he gets mad because I'm not contributing, but I don't know what's going on with the money. So I can't I don't understand why he's mad. I'm like Nicole, that's bullshit. Like, you in the house. You know what's going on with the money. You know why he's saying what he's saying. You understand the stresses of what's going on because you're seeing it. Clearly, you have access to the bank account. You got a debit card. You can figure it out, right? No. Because that's not, in actuality, what is happening. Like, I I now see it where Cody has, because he has complete control of the finances, meaning the debit card, the credit card, the he has a a more... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, all inclusive, more inclusive view mm-hmm. of all, all encompassing view of the finances. So he can actually see it. And the thing that I was needing or that I did need and do need the most is to say, Hey, where's the money coming in? Where's the money going out? How do we optimize? How do we get better here? So I needed to see the money. So I don't know. I know he's putting his own money in and yeah. I know he's asking for maybe a quarter of what he's putting in. But he's seeing the money that comes and goes, so he can even if he put in twenty five hundred, well, he know he can get a thousand dollars back out next week because he sees what comes and goes. So like even if I paid my rent with it, well, I can get a thousand of that. I ain't gonna get it all back, but I'll get a thousand of that back out. So he can see the the full revolution. I can, I do not have that view, and so for me to go all in and throw a twenty five hundred that he throwing in, and not know when or if because to this point I've literally not collected one dollar from the company. A year and a half. I think we're now a year and a half in. So it's like, uh, without that full view of how the money is working, no, I'm not ready to dive all, uh, to just get crazy with the paying or taking my house note and putting it, or taking my rent and putting it on this without knowing how it's going to come back out. Plus, but I am contributing. I am contributing, but I'm not. I'm definitely not it's doing not all the of same. So now there's just like a, but in because I know Cody, your maybe your thought process is like I can figure it out. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like you said, we around the corner. Like yeah. you know, right. if I just drive, put some gas in it, yeah. we gonna drive around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So what got to this point? You know what I'm saying? Like was it just continuous breakdowns? Like continuous things just continuous to happen? And how far did y'all get? Like how much money have you put into this <laughs> business? I have my thoughts. Um. To get there. You know what I'm saying? How, yeah. how far are we? Uh, at this point in time or to, as of today? As of today. Oh, today I'm at least, uh, <laughs> well, I was bankrupt. Uh, today I'm at least uh, probably like 275 to 325. Okay. 
So we three two two seventy five to three twenty five thousand dollars into mm. this business. Yeah. Mm. The that, business don't exist no more. So well, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the previous that, that business. business. So now, cause we, you know, we gonna wrap up this episode. So how it's all over? It's said and done now, right? But what what's the lesson that you feel like you've learned? Um, and I'll let Jason go first. Jason, what is the lesson oh, that you feel like you've learned in you can this do a process? Top three, cause one one is hard. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, top three lessons are um, one. Uh, enter your business with an exit strategy. So you enter with an exit strategy. Um, to um, have a plan for transparency, right? So like we, if, if the the biggest problem I felt like it during the whole thing is not being able to see yeah. communication, not being able to see, not being able to know, not having a full breadth of knowledge as to the in, inner workings, even though you're right there, you should be able to see it. You got access to the credit cards, you got access to the bank statements, but you, that still doesn't tell the whole story. Like you're not mm-hmm. getting all the phone calls that are being made. So right. uh, have a plan for transparency and, uh, in the tech where we call that dev, DevOps. Like you got to have everybody need to be able to see the operations as mm-hmm. it's happening. So, and then um, I, the third lesson, um, yeah, don't get greedy. Like I think that's that's ultimately the thing that killed us was that not being willing to just live with your eighty percent. We went for that extra twenty and that extra twenty. I think got our ass. Mm. Okay, Cody, what about you? Um, so I got a million and one lessons. I think my big three is don't start a business where you can't control revenue generation. Okay. And because I can't, at the end of the day, I can't drive a truck. I still can't drive a truck to this day. Yeah. So when push came to shove, worst got the worst. All I could work on is my controllables. The biggest controllables keeping truck on the road and keep mm-hmm. it rolling. And because I didn't learn how to do that, or I, or I was unwilling, or didn't. Long story short, I couldn't generate revenue. So right. don't start a, a business where you can't dictate how the income goes. Uh, my second one is if you go into business with a partner. Make sure that, A, there's transparency, but B, identify, almost kind of, it's kind of like a marriage when you got a business mm-hmm. partner, right? You have to understand their love language, so you got to understand their business language, Absolutely. right? Like, you got to know That's good. how do you handle these things, and, and so we can align the thing. And oftentimes, Jason would make decisions sometimes that I wouldn't agree with, but he pulled the trigger for the business. Yeah. And whether it work out or you fail, I know this nigga not doing nothing to try to cost us money. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. so I just got to go with it. And he, and he extended that same grace to me probably three times as much. Cause I was, I had to make so many decisions right. uh, based on right. the communication. Oh, uh, but the last and final thing I'll tell you, and this is the honest to God truth. The, the worst thing I ever did is I started a business and I stopped paying my tithes. Mm. I literally went into a season where I was trying to see growth and expansion and abundancy and cut off my power source. Mm. Yeah. And I was praying one day, and God said to me as clear as day, it would, you'd have to be a foolish person to start a business and then take me out of it. Mm. And that's mm. exactly what I did. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, yeah I was going to you know, that nigga did too. No, but, um, <laughs> and um, it's crazy because I would start back, you know, doing what I was supposed to do, ties, and then we see an uptick, but then, oh, something to go back. And God yeah. kept giving me a chance to say, hey, stay faithful to me. Yeah. Keep doing what I tell you to do. Yeah. Be obedient, son. I'm going right. to reward you. Right. But when that problem came, God, you ain't big enough for my problem. Mm. I got to go fix mm. it. You get out the way. 
And I kept doing it, and God kept letting me bump my head, and he kept letting me bump my head, and he kept letting me bump my head. But you, I would say, you can have a successful business without God. You can. But what that business is ultimately going to lead you, you'll never feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You will never feel satisfied. You'll never feel mm-hmm. what you're always going to be chasing and longing for more. There are a bunch of entrepreneurs who make a, a, a tons of money, a bunch of it. But if you talk to them today, those are some of the hap- unhappiest people in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, the Bible says, like, the, the blessings of God, uh, what is it, in, add joy and bring no sorrow to it. And I think that's, that's exactly your point. Like, there are people that get joy, but there's sorrow that come with them if, they, if God's not involved. And I think that's definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Part so that's my big three, yeah. And I love that. I think that one thing that we have to be okay with in entrepreneurship is failure. You know what I mean? Like, Failure literally happens every day. And I feel like entrepreneurship is one of the most stressful things that we have ever signed up for. It's stress. like, And sometimes we feel like when it's not stress, it should be more stress. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes, and that's reasons why we're like, let me do more. And that's why I ask, like, it's okay to float sometimes. You know what I mean? It's okay to coast. It's okay to just... Keep our fifteen hundred dollars a month that's coming in. It's okay to just <laughs> keep our five bands a month coming in. It's okay to coast, and a lot of times, um, as entrepreneurs, we don't feel like that because the world makes us feel like we were seeing cousin Johnny that's stupid that got a <laughs> trucking business that was doing more money than us. It's like, oh, what's going on? Like I gotta be doing something wrong, and I think a lot of times I want, I just want entrepreneurs and our listeners to know that it's okay to coast because sometimes I think. Even in this season, um, I talk to I talk to Cody, I talk to Eric about this all the time. But I feel like in this season, it's a p- season of pace. Like it's a season of pace. God is providing us grace so that we can be at the pace that He is trying to grow us. Mm. And so, what I guess my question to y'all would be: Would y'all individually or together ever do a business again? And what? How has this shaped your relationships, your, even your, because y'all both married. Yeah. Like, what, how how did this shape you even as a, a man going through this um, experience? I'll let you start. Oh, I was drinking my water. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, for me, it put me to the ultimate test in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um tumultuous times due to the fact that, hey, you got to a point where your wife be like, oh, I need $200 for this, I need $200 for this. And you could just give it to, okay, now you're giving them, but you asking why. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, but what you finna do? You f- oh, okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes from like, oh, they asked for it and you can't give that full amount. Like, ah, I know you said you need 250 but I'm gonna give you 125 Can mm-hmm. I slide with it? To, oh, nah, baby, I ain't got it. And she mm-hmm. looking like, huh? Mm. Like you told me to raise these kids, you're gonna pay all the bills. I, 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 huh? What you mean? You, you know? Yeah. So making sure your partner is along the journey mm. as transparent, because hey, at the end of the day, that's what y'all are, your partners. Yeah. And that it, one day we'll trick Nicole into being on here, but I think that'll be something good because yeah. that that's a whole other story. Like I had, and the, and what she'd say, and she said it's me is you. You supposed to make decisions with your spouse, but you were making decisions with Jason, mm. and that's another thing that God uh-huh. wasn't in. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, like I'm supposed to go before God with my wife and pray for things and ask for guidance and how he's going to provide. But me and Jason is nigga. The wives ain't here. Hey, we got to pay this. We got to do like, and so we collude if it's, we colluding and not keep. And then obviously, you know, with filing the bankruptcy, well, Hey, my decisions now she got to be on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing for entrepreneurs, male and female, like keep your partner involved and in the know and ask for their guidance with things. And even today, like, I don't know if the lesson, if you got this lesson, but what I hear is like, I ain't got to solve everything. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I ain't got to be, I don't got to, I don't got to be so strong that I got to save Jason family. I got to make sure my wife good. I got to make sure yeah. it started with your daddy and his broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it started with true. me trying to be the savior and mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be able to bring the problems to God and he's mm-hmm. supposed to save us. I don't got to save him. What about you, Jason? Yeah, uh, I think I, I don't, man. I don't want to overstate, but I definitely think there was a a strength in marriage that did happen because I was communicating with my wife, and mm-hmm. she was on board every step of the way. And when I say on board, there was transparency. She okay. knew what was going on. She knew what was happening with the money. She didn't understand why it was going so fast, but she mm-hmm. definitely she knew did. what okay. we were doing. We we're getting a business to make. Thousand dollars a week to scale to six trucks to do blank blank blank. So like, yeah, to quit our jobs, exactly all of that. So so uh, she knew what was going on, and when shit got hard, she went back to work. She went and got her damn job, and then Mm -hmm. switched up that job to level up to a tech job. So like, yeah, no, like she was. So I think there was a a strength that kind of happened there, but it was also super stressful um, having to you know her being having her to be in that situation where. Uh, because of something that I put us in and I was kind of leaning heavily on somebody else to run it. So like that was a, that was definitely a thing that I learned like, or that I, uh, one of the big things that kind of hit relationally that I don't think you can quantify or put a number on. Like, it's just like, Oh no, like that caused her to have to step up. And um, as far as our relationship goes, man, it got to a point where it was like, there was a trust. There was so much, not communicating that was happening that trust was out the window like i just couldn't because i i can't see it there's no proof of anything like before if 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 Jack, if cody says something going wrong i see it i'm at his house every other day i'm with the like i know if he said it's happening this was happening and then Throughout the course of the business, by the time we three years in, it's like, no, if something happening, but then also this is happening. So it's contrary to this happening. So there was like a trust thing that was awkward. And there was the trust of like, there's a double trust. So it was like, not, not that I don't believe you, not that I think you're, I'm being intentionally lied to, but it's like, it just doesn't make sense that this is happening and I can't make sense of it. And then there's another trust of, I don't trust the decision-making that's happening at this point, at this level. So, now I can't jump in full force, lock arms with you and say, hey, if we fail, we fail on this right. because I know I trust you. And that, like, when the decision-making trust failed, that's when stuff really started to get rough. So short answer is, uh, yes, I would go into the right business, um, both with a partner and with Cody specifically. And then um, secondly, yeah, I'm going to my uh, another business now. I'm just building a, a quadruplex. I just. Got the approvals. Period. We're, we're getting it started. 
All right, we gonna fail again. So Ooh. listen. Them lies. Them lies. No, this was a good episode. My, my I hope um you guys enjoyed the Monday meeting slash therapy session for Cody and his business partner. This was amazing. We actually got to hear why Cody's in bankruptcy. Now y'all have heard it for the last five weeks about how he is literally in bankruptcy and he's not going to stop talking about it. My mama was literally like, Cody going to keep talking about bankruptcy the whole seven years. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, we having a bankruptcy party. As soon as like it's done, y'all, we going to record that episode on camera. Uh, I can afford a little stuff then, so Yo, I'm going to bring a little say, snacks and teas. Pop a bottle or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Monday Meeting. Now, listen, on August 28th, we are having a happy hour event in Atlanta. So a live podcast recording here in Atlanta with me and Cody. And listen, if you want to be on the Ghetto CEO podcast, if you got some Ghetto CEO stories, if you got a business partner, we need to have a therapy session with. <laughs> Tell them to pull up, okay? Yep, yep. Um, You could get your tickets. Click the link in my bio on Instagram or Cody's bio. And yeah, you could get your tickets and pull up. We are literally giving opportunities to people in the crowd. All you got to do is show us that you left a review in the comments and you're going to get to be able to get a ticket, a raffle ticket, so you could be able to come on stage. We don't care about your followers, nope. what you're doing. Nope. Like, long if you got that raffle ticket yeah. and we pull your number, yeah. you coming on a podcast. Facts. Hey, okay, I'll see you guys later, Cody. What rhyme with CEO? G-H-E-T-T-O. Oh. Peace out, y'all. Happy Monday.